You're listening to The Savvy Social Podcast, a weekly show that explores social media marketing strategies that help business owners create connection and build community by focusing on manageable tasks that actually make a difference to your business goals. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to episode number 93 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This show is brought to you by Traject Social, formerly known as Social Report. You guys know I love them because they have amazing managing, reporting, scheduling software, and I especially love the reporting because clients get all of that beautiful data in one place. You can try them out for yourself for free by going to trajectsocial.com. The link will be in the show notes. Now, before I dive into today's guest, just want to thank you guys for the support for last week's episode, all about mindfulness and social media. You guys love that one. Uh, Just a quick reminder that um, you can download my new meditation series called Social Media Unwind. It's basically like a podcast, so you can find it anywhere in your favorite podcast app. And definitely start with episode number one, where I help you examine your relationship with social media. So check it out by going to socialmediaunwind.com or just searching for it in your favorite podcasting app. Today's guest, Kira Hug. Kira is the co-founder of the Copywriter Club and the co-host of the Copywriter Club podcast, which I was just on, by the way. So you can go back, scroll back a bit, listen to my episode there. We talk all about social media and copywriting. Uh, But Kira is a conversion copywriter who specializes in personality-driven launch copy. She helps small business owners package their weird following her signature weird trifecta framework. In a previous life, Kira was an art major and worked with global brands like Estee Lauder. She also led the marketing team for startups like actionablebooks.com and global health nonprofits. Today, Kira refers to herself as the copy chef. She dresses the part, and she leads a team of multiple copywriters and a flex micro agency folks focused on personality-driven copy for course membership and program launches. In this episode, we talk about Kira's hustle to building her business, how she built a Facebook community, how she really stands out and shows up on social media, and some tips for what to say if you don't know what to post on social media. We all have those moments. So definitely tune in to this lovely interview with Kira Hug. Hey, Kira, welcome to the show. Hi, Andrea. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you about all things copywriting, Uh, but I want to start at the beginning of your business journey. So how did you get into copywriting? Yeah, that's always the best question. And so many copywriters say, well, it was a wandering path and it's uh, all over the place, which is true for most of us. But for me, I had my love moment when I was in college and I was taking two different advertising classes at the same time. So I was a designer with a design background. So I was taking it from the creative design side and I was also taking an advertising class from the marketing business side. So it was the best quarter ever for me because I had, I didn't really know that that was of interest to me. And while I was in it, I just fell in love with the combination of strategy 
and creative. And then all of a sudden it was brought together with the visual and the copy in a way I hadn't seen before. And so for me, that was the moment I was like, it just lit me up. Um, But I don't think I realized then that it was the copywriting side of it that really excited me until years later when I was working on side project after side project, like the side hustle with one of my colleagues. And she was like, you know, you're a copywriter, right? Like, do you know that that's what you're doing? And it just, it took me hearing that from someone I trust to put that identity into action and start my own copywriting business. So from there, I just jumped fully into copywriting. I was like, oh yeah, this is my thing. I love it. I'm going to build a business around it and I'm just going to see where I go from there. So that's when I really jumped in. I love how organic that journey was for you in kind of developing this skill that you didn't even realize you were developing and then being able to create a business from that. So tell me a little bit about the early days of this copywriting business. Um, What were some of the challenges and what were some of the successes of that business? Yeah, I think the early days were crazy like it is for most people. Um, It was a lot of saying yes to everything, which is how you grow. And so I said yes to every single project. I built some really good partnerships and friendships early on, which was just, that's been key to my success since I started. Um, And people I really respected, copywriters who I looked up to like Hillary Weiss and Laura Belgray, copywriters I'm friends with today. And they were the first people I reached out to and said, hey, this is the thing I'm doing. How can I help you? How can we support each other? And um, they were nice enough and generous enough to start to send projects my way. And so once you get those first few projects, then it's time. It just kind of feeds off of those early successes and you just kind of grow from there. But again, it was saying yes and not knowing how to do everything either. I said yes to launches, like these huge launches and sales pages, long form sales pages. And I had never written a sales page before. I had never worked on a launch before, but because I had the trust and the credibility through these relationships I built, people were still referring projects to me and I was just figuring it out as I went along. And again, just um, kind of just growing organically at that point. And uh, not saying no to a project until a couple of years later, where I was like, oh, you can say no. Oh, yeah, okay. But in the early days, it was just go, go, go. Um, and also the time I had young babies, I was pregnant. So it was crazy. And I only was able to pull it off through early morning, <laughs> my early morning ritual at the time uh, of just getting up at the crack of dawn to juggle a job and my copywriting business because for a while I was doing both. Um, So it was intense uh, since 2015 when I started and it's been intense ever since, but it's starting to get easier, right? It's I've figured out a lot of things along the way. um, So it's not as crazy. I'm able to take more control as a business owner and as a copywriter. And I've changed businesses. Um, I have my copywriting business, but I also started a new business along the way. So I was like, let's have two businesses and see how this goes. So um, I have the copywriter club business with a business partner, as well as my own brand and copywriting studio. 
Yes. Okay. So I just want to highlight a few things you said that were so important because we have quite a few VAs, we have social media managers, we have designers who are listening to the show. And you had some really great nuggets in there about saying yes to everything in the beginning, which I think some people scare away from. Like the whole like know your worth, charge what you're worth. That's absolutely true. But in the beginning, you kind of have to figure out what that is by learning through the, the, the power of learning. I love, love, love that you said that. Um, then you learn to say no after a while. Um, and I cannot believe that you were juggling a full-time job and the copywriting business. You are like a superwoman. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how so many of us have to start though, right? It's like that full-time income gave me the stability I needed to also have some recurring revenue coming in from the job that I then invested in a mastermind group that changed my business. I invested it in my brand that is still up today. I created it four years ago and I wouldn't have been able to invest back in my business in those early stages um, unless I had that, you know, that signature client, which was AKA my, my marketing job. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the Copywriter Club and how that started. And then I also know that you have a thriving Facebook group that kind of feeds into the Copywriter Club. Yes. Okay, tell us how all that works. So um, like I was just mentioning with the Mastermind group, I joined a Mastermind um, early on when I knew that copywriting was my thing. So I had that commitment and I met some other fantastic copywriters I'm friends with today One of them, Rob Marsh, and I just kind of hit it off and had like an online rendezvous where we met up on video chat and just got along well. And it was interesting. A lot of the people in that group kept telling us, you two should do something together. And we're quite opposite, just in personality and everything. But we were like, why do people keep telling us this? But we paid attention to it. And Rob, at the same time, had purchased the Copywriter Club URL. So he had this URL and he was just like, what am I going to do with this? And so he had this idea brewing to create something related to a club and a membership for copywriters. He came to me then and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. I think I was the second person he asked, but I'll take it. And so together we were just both so excited about creating a community for copywriters because we had experienced that community element in this mastermind that we were in. And we it just, it just changed our businesses, changed our level of confidence. And so it's like once you taste what community can do for you professionally, um, you want more of it. And then you're, you want to create it for other people because you see how it can change your business. He also knew that I, I was into podcasting because I had already had a podcast. So it was like in my <laughs> bridal rebellion days, I had a podcast about bridal rebellion because I hated the wedding process. Um, so I had 40 episodes out there and I think he also was interested in getting into podcasting and knew I had some experience in that space. So we hit it off and decided to launch the podcast. Um, there were other podcasts out there with copywriters, but we wanted to do it, you know, our way and interview our favorite copywriters. So we launched that in the fall of 2016. And then along with that, we were like, how are we actually going to build the community component Facebook, of course. Um, And this was also (laughs) before um, many people disliked Facebook, but that's another topic. So all the copywriters mostly were on Facebook. And so it was natural next step for us to add people to that group. So from the beginning, I had built relationships previously and asked 
targeted people, targeted copywriters to join the group. And these were people who were friends of mine. So they jumped in. And because I had certain people who are key and well-known copywriters join the group early on, it just took off because they were well-known. Then it attracted newer copywriters who wanted to be in the same group with some of the big name copywriters. And so it grew, um, you know, that was before January 2017, right before that, we officially launched. And now we have 10,000 plus copywriters in that group. It's really active. It's become a great resource and community for so many copywriters. But it just started with being really strategic about who we invited and then creating a safe space, creating conversations that people cared about and creating this resource that just didn't exist in the way we saw it, in the way that we wanted it. I had been in other groups before and it, they weren't run the way I wanted to run them. So this was like, this is ours. We can create it and build it the way that we think it should be done. Ooh, okay. So I have a lot of questions about the Facebook group. And yeah. I know um, we've had a few people on talk about these communities. And it seems like the early days of that community are so important. And you have a, a difference in your community in that you invited these kind of pillar people to be early members. Um, so for anyone listening who's considering that strategy, what what was your approach to like inviting these people? What was in it for them? Um, how do you choose the right people? Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, I think it's it's a little trickier today, and I don't think it doesn't mean you can't do it. But at the time, there weren't as many copywriting groups. There were definitely a couple, but not nearly as many. And so I think that people just, <laughs> I mean, I, I I think they said yes because I had a relationship with them. Like I think it was it, they weren't doing me a favor. They were also interested in it. So I think there was some trust built into it around. Hey, I'm cre- this. You know, we're creating something. Can you be a part of it? And I wasn't asking them to do anything other than to join and give it a chance. So um, the ask wasn't huge. Um, and you're right, though. The first few months are most critical with starting any group because people will just see what it's about. And if they're not feeling it, they're gone. So um, the key was to make it really fun early on. And so we just kept it fun so we could keep uh, the people in there. And there, there's a benefit to everyone who's in there. And whether it's getting copy jobs or whether it's potentially for more experienced copywriters, it's finding copy clients and, and um, mentoring. So we didn't, from the beginning, we didn't want it to be the Robin Kira show. And we wanted to make sure that people could figure out the key benefit for them. And it would be different for everyone, but we didn't want it to be restrictive. We didn't want it to be like, hey, you can join this, but we're only going to promote our offers. You can't promote your stuff. So we left it a little bit loose at the beginning just so people could have a reason to get in there and get what they wanted out of it while also giving too. And, and giving came from just setting the stage early where Rob and I were just really supportive of providing advice, of sharing, and just setting the tone from day one that it's not about us. It's about supporting each other. And I think people can feel that. And either it's genuine or it's not. And if they can feel it, they, they buy into it and they want to do that too. So the model was clear from the beginning and it attracted more of the same people who wanted to be generous as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that because it like once you start the group and you get the right people in, you will start attracting more of the right people. So that's so true. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the content in the community? So you mentioned that you didn't want it to be the Robin Kara show. So what are some of the posts that you created or some of the ways that you encourage conversation within the group itself? 
So something we did early on that um, we've slowed down on, and this is in, I was really involved early on and that's changed. Now I'm, I'm in the community. Uh, I care about the community, but I've just stepped back a little bit because we have other community managers. So we can also talk about the transition, but early on I was posting daily um, and commenting more frequently. So part of it, we were just asking really fun questions. I love asking questions. Copywriters are curious people. That's our whole job is to ask questions of our clients all day. So if I could, <laughs> if I could ask questions all day, I'd be very happy in my life. So for me, it was fun because I could find creative questions, strange questions, funny questions, anything that would pull out an interesting response that people care about and I just post it and we'd get a ton of feedback because the questions were intriguing. So I, you know, you have to make sure you're pulling the right questions in order to do that. I think over time, even that process gets a little bit old. So you have to change and do something else. But early on, it was fun because it was hearing, you were hearing from other copywriters and we were talking about really personal stuff. So the questions I'm talking about are, um, more personal. And so for me, I wanted to approach it from, hey, let's actually get to know each other on a personal level and become friends. Sure, we'll talk about our businesses. Sure, we'll support each other, but let's actually care and get to know each other. And that was also part of the tone. And so the questions were all catered around like, what are, what's your deepest fear? Um, like questions along those lines. What's the most embarrassing you've ever, thing you've ever done in your life? Like getting really vulnerable and because copywriters like to share and we're at our computers often all day, um, I think people were really willing to open up because they wanted that connection and to, to connect with other copywriters. So um, they went along with it and that was what really gave us that traction early on um, and helped people connect on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. It wasn't all business, no fun. No. Um, and so I think that really worked out well for you guys, seeing as you have over 10,000 members today. Yeah. I think that's really important today, even though I'm not in there posting those questions, because I think some of those questions just feel tired, right? They've been all over social media. People are, we're just in a different stage now, a couple of years later, but that idea around, let's just have fun together. Let's not take things so seriously. Like how can we just create fun, whether it's offline at an event or in this community. Um, how can we do that? If you ask yourself that question, I think that will attract the right people who want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk more about social media, specifically for business owners or copywriters. And I want to explore this idea of kind of your approach to social, which is a lot about showing up and, and investing into your visuals and your brand and speaking out. So can you tell us a little bit about your own philosophies around social media and how business owners, specifically copywriters, can use it to kind of share their knowledge? Yeah, I think with copywriters, especially, you know, I believe, I believe, you know, copywriters will change the world because these are people who like your audience are empaths and deeply connected and can empathize with people and feel so much. It's just part of the job, right? We have to do that in the space that we're playing in. And so, but also the challenge here is that when you're working for clients, oftentimes you just focus on client work. And, and that's, you know, similar for anyone who's in a service-based business. 
So 90% of your time goes towards providing for your clients. So the challenge that I've experienced myself and I've seen other copywriters deal with is that they stop showing up. They're just showing up. They're behind the scenes helping their client. And I get that clients pay the bills and that's a wonderful thing. But the change that I've seen over the last few years and I want to continue to see and I'm supporting other copywriters to help them step more into the spotlight in their own businesses is to share what they have to say. They're, they have strong viewpoints, sharing their own viewpoints and experiences and not viewing the role of a copywriter as like the person who's quiet or behind the scenes or just listening. Even though those are some of our superpowers, we have strong beliefs and values. And so um, this shift has happened where more copywriters are speaking out about what they believe in and what they care about. And of course, you know, like social media is such a great platform for that because if you are a talented writer, what better place than to go to a place where you can write captions that draw attention and capture attention and hold attention. Like this is what we are trained to do for clients. So um, why are we not doing it and how can we do more of it? And that's the opportunity I see. And even with podcasting, uh, I'd love to see every copywriter have a podcast speak and share and speak up and share their voice too, because that's such a great platform for people connecting with you on a different level. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And um, one thing I'm going to ask, because I, I think people are thinking this question too, is that, you know, as copywriters or social media managers, sometimes it's a lot easier to speak for our clients. Oh, of course. To yeah. speak for ourselves. Yeah. So, where can we start? Like if we're stuck and we don't, we don't know what to write as like that first social media post and we're getting started again. Um, do you have any advice for what we should say in that first post? Yeah. I mean, and there's lots of templates for the first post where you can introduce yourself. I guess I'll talk to the, speak to the second post maybe. Yeah. So, um, to really share about what you care about, I think it's easy today to go into maybe if it's even your Facebook feed Maybe it's your Instagram feed, but I feel like Facebook feeds kind of fire people up more. So go into your Facebook feed and just see what really gets under your skin and just scan it and don't stop until there's at least 10 ideas or messages that drive you nuts. And, and this is a good thing. So it's not just to stress you out, but write down those 10 ideas, topics, um, messages that get under your skin and then figure out, like take the time to figure out why it gets under your skin. Why does that bother you? And what are you going to do about it? And it, you know, if you have 10 ideas, like continue to brainstorm, but behind those ideas are some values that you really care about, a viewpoint that's really important to you. And so choose one of those and share it with your audience. And, you know, people don't like to listen to complaints on social media. So figure out a way to share it and in an actionable way. Like what are you going to do about it? Or what does it mean to you? Or what will you do differently because of it? So there's some action and progress in that. And it's not just like dropping another complaint in the universe. We don't need that. But it does express why does this bother you as an online brand? Because people do care. They care about what drives you nuts and they care about the reasoning behind that. And they also care about um, what you'll do about that in your own business or in your own day. Um, so I think that's a really good place to start. And it's 
not easy, but it takes practice and it could be something that's worth testing in your own social media. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Lots of powerful nuggets there. I love it. And I think we're going into this kind of phase of social media where it's that, that this strategy will really benefit you. You don't have to broadcast your services every single day. And the fact that you're a copywriter, whatever it is you do, you don't have to broadcast that consistently every single day. If you show up in a way that helps you connect with another individual, I think that just op- uh, opens up so much more opportunity for you. So, I absolutely love that. Um, Okay, so let's talk about your strategy going into 2020. So we're recording this in December. Um, So I would love to know what what are the new things coming up in the new year for you? Oh, wow. That is a good question. Okay, so I just started my 2020 planning this week with a nice session. Um, So we have a big event happening first quarter in San Diego this March. So that event is... um, really exciting because it's a way to connect the copywriters that we're talking about in the Facebook group. This is a way to get all those people into a room together. Um, maybe not all those people, not 10,000, but you know, 200 of them together. So I think uh, our focus is on getting together in person as often as we can. It was realistic for our schedules and our lives. Um, to have retreats with our mastermind group, um, to have an event abroad somewhere, um, an event for copywriters that's hosted elsewhere, and to continue to value and create experiences that go beyond the online space. So that's going to be a big part of it. And then also part of it is to grow our team. So we just brought on a COO who is going to be with us, and she's, she's magical. She's everything that I I'm not in business and um, she's helping us grow our team and bring on potentially a marketing person to support us as we grow so we can show up um, and connect with more people on social media too. Uh, so that's a big piece of it. And then we have our membership that will continue to tweak and figure out how to make it even better for our members so that they can get better results out of it. So a lot of it this year is about like figuring out how to improve what we've already set. We have the foundation in place. It's like, how can we make it better? How can we grow? How can we make it easier too? So it's not the same type of year I had a couple of years ago when I was just working from 4am until the evening and hating my life. It's like, how can you do this in a way that works for you? So you have time for your family. So you feel excited about it. That's what 2020 is really about. So it's exciting to think about what that would feel like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So for anyone who's listening, who wants to connect with you further, what's the best place to start? Where should they look? Yeah, the best place to go is to um, check out the copywriterclub.com. So you can jump into our our free community there. You can uh, jump onto our list there where we send regular updates and really connect with you. Um, That's the best place to start. Okay, so I'll put that link in the show notes for you guys listening. You can check that out. And um, we hope to see you guys in the Copywriter Club. Thanks so much, Kira, for joining us today on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. For links and additional resources, visit our website.
website, SavvySocialPodcast.com. And before you go, I want to invite you to access our free course. Yes, 100% free. It's the best way to jumpstart your social media strategy this year. You can find it at OnlineDrea.com slash free. That's all for this week. Bye for now.